0: Hello and welcome to this IBR Business Profile, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. It all seems glamorous, seeing our favorite musical artists traveling to concerts in chartered planes or tricked out tour buses. But they didn't start with that lifestyle. More common for those who are called to write and perform music is to drive long distances in personal vehicles right next to their equipment, cramming the whole group into a single hotel room to save money, and maintaining a schedule that is hard on families. In the 55th edition of our program, which aired during the third weekend of January 2021, I talked with Jenny Grouse of the A.V. Grouse Band, a collection of musicians primarily from Decorah and the Quad Cities, and we learned that some things are just meant to be, pandemic or not. I'm always interested on how businesses form. And in the music business, groups form and then they disband and then creatively they get back together. It's a very interesting dynamic that is very fluid. How is it that this current collection of people got together?
1: So A.V. Grouse Band came together uh, at the time I was working in broadcasting and was speaking to a communications course at uh, Augustana college in the quad cities. And I was there the night before, because I had to be in the classroom by 8 AM. And, uh, and I decided that there had to be live music in the quad cities. And I've always sort of been in local bands and things like that. Um, so I liked to check out those opportunities. And there was indeed a, a blues jam happening across the street at a place that used to be called muddy waters, uh, right in Bettendorf, I believe. And, um, I, w- I went in, and the guy that is now half of the the the, the head name of the band or the co-leader of the band, uh, A.B. Grouse, is Chris A.B. He's the guitar player, and Brian West, who is our drummer, were, were both running that jam along with Chris's brother. So uh, it was it was a moment of jamming with them, which happened at the end of the night, that it felt kind of magical. I mean, I've jammed with a lot of people, and I know they have too, but sometimes things are just right, and you feel it. And, and then it took about eight months of me bugging Chris Abe, really bugging him because he was in a lot of different bands and he's used to not having to like try to put things together and I knew this could be good. So I bugged him for a good eight months to just try, to, let's do a show, just give me a shot. So, uh, so we did a show, we did a weekend of acoustic shows and it worked and because of that, that's how we started kind of playing together as a band and then creating the business on january 1st 2017 after we had done new year's eve in decora as the chris avey band with special guest Jenny grass so that next morning we all agreed yep this is it and so that's really how the business of our band formed and that's how we came together
0: it is quite a leap to go from let's play together and do this, in essence, on the side, to this is now your full-time work. So what does it take to, again, take that leap and say not only that you have enough confidence in yourself and your work, but that there is a market that is sustainable?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I honestly think that my years working as a non-musician, so being a musician at night, but working in business during the day really helped cultivate my sense of what is a realistically wise leap when it comes to the financial basics of having a business and making sure that it is something that is sustainable. In my years working in Los Angeles for films and working on budgets there with Stars Encore original movies, and also then in radio, running uh, as a station manager for radio station here in Decora. I really learned the basics of why budgeting was important and how forecasting is important. And I think a lot of musicians, they're thinking more about the music and we should be. That is that is the main part of what we have to put out there. And that is why there are managers. But I do think that that's one element that I can bring to this band that allows us to maybe jump ahead more successfully from the beginning because we had a good quality sound. We had good songwriting um, and then we also had my sort of obsessive (laughs) my obsessive tenacity when it comes to like having a business model that runs well. I mean, if you open a restaurant, you don't just go, "Hmm, I'm a good cook. Here, let's just open a restaurant. It'll be fine. No, you have to put research into it. You have to analyze what's going to work in that market. You have to analyze what your place will be in that market so you know where you stand out. If you don't know what your discernible difference is, how are you going to be able to really make your mark in a place that you're trying to make a living working in. So so for me, all of those business factors really do work into how we function business-wise as a band, how we make music's a little different.
0: And that's a very unique creative process. You can't force it. It just no. comes naturally. And you work toward a point where you can say, we have a body of material and now Let's put out a recording. Let's put out our own CD. It takes years to get to the point where you feel like you can do it. The industry is such that you can now do it. You don't just need to go to some label and be discovered. You can do this yourself. But then you have it all done. And hello, COVID-19. Talk about how you put the thing together to begin with, using Iowa talent and Iowa facilities. But then how you adapted when your CD launch party has to be virtual.
1: It's true. So we had done a couple of things that started to propel us. So different Iowa blues challenges, the international blues challenge, and had some really good momentum going. Um, We had an EP that we put together to kind of test our style when it came to recording, but we knew with our debut album, we needed to make a mark and we needed to make a significant investment to do that. So we had the songs ready and I really wanted to work in Iowa. It was a conversation that we had, and it is a difficult conversation to have as a band, but working within Iowa was important to me, at least for the first one. And we did that with Catamount Recording Studios in Waterloo, and what an amazing facility. They just, Travis, who ended up taking care of us while we were there, really knows how to set things up so that you're successful so that was important using a an Iowa recording studio we also had an Iowa artist help us create our album from decora Nick Herka had some lino cuts that I really enjoyed on a series of people in bars. And I thought that really spoke to who we were as a band. I mean, we were basically a bar band that was trying to propel ourselves higher. And so we used his work and it was perfect. And we used Iowa graphic designer, Deb Paulson, to make sure that everything came out right. So we wanted it to be a real kind of a, a thank you and a love of our state, which isn't necessarily known as a big hotbed of you know, recording music, you don't think like we should move to Iowa, but there are amazing artists all over this state. And I think people don't understand what kind of quality we really have here. So yeah, all of those things had to come together in order for us to then launch the album, which was uh, slated for March 20th. We had a publicist that we paid for, we were all ready to go. And then quite literally on the 20th of March was the day that uh, we ended up going live but from the apartment, not in a bar where we were supposed to have our CD uh, release party, our album release party. And it was only three of us because not all of the members felt comfortable coming together. And we completely understood that. When that happens, you have to reassess quickly. That night we didn't reassess, we had to do the show. We had to get our music out there. And we had over 15,000 views of our sort of album release party online, which was very cool. But it really took people buying our album and supporting us to jump us to the next level, which was hitting the Billboard charts. And our album came out on March 20th. We hit the Billboard charts on April 4th and again went up higher on April 13th. So there we were with Robert Cray and Marcus King. (laughs) So it was funny because they had all their pictures, right? Marcus King Band with their image, and they had Samantha Fish or Larkin Poe and all these different, and then A.B. Grouse Band, and it just had a question mark. (laughs) Like We were so new that they didn't even have a good photo for us.
0: You might adopt that as a logo. That's kind of a nice (laughs) nice thing. But again, you're producing a CD of original material in Iowa, and you immediately hit the billboard chart and got attention across the world. So literally, as I've noted, you have a global (laughs) hit during a global pandemic.
1: We did. And it was such a weird, uh, I will never say that 2020 was a wonderful year. But I will say that despite all the hardships that a lot of people went through, there were some pretty magical moments that happened in 2020. And Some people found those with opportunities to be with family members more often, for me to spend more time with my daughters and not be touring as much. But also, our album, I think, got more attention than it may have if the life were sort of going in its normal rate. And I say that because we instantly, when you talk about business decisions, we decided instantly that when we did that first album release party live stream that we were going to keep doing it. We had already started talking about a year ago about starting a thing called Bloody Marys and Blues, which we wanted to do wherever we were touring from, whomever was with us at the time, kind of do a jam and have it be on Sunday mornings. And so we decided that we were going to go twice weekly, every Friday and every Sunday, not because it's a big money-making thing. We don't charge tickets, but we do it because that's how we decided that we were going to stay in touch with people. But the magic that came from that is after hitting billboard charts and getting some really good reviews internationally, people started coming to our stream. So we now have this incredible core group that joins us twice weekly from Iowa, from New Jersey, from Wales. Scotland, Ireland, Germany, Switzerland, I mean, they're all over the pl- Australia, and they are signing on to be a part of what has now become a community. It's not just the band. We certainly don't pretend that we're trying to be perfect on these streams. We goof around and try songs we don't know, and we mess up all the time. But its I think people realize that we are a very informal band, and they also realize that we care about them, and it becomes a a friendship, and a family. And I think during this year, that's what we kind of needed. So in some ways, this year has brought some pretty wonderful things that I don't think would have happened if everything was open and moving.
0: Jenny Grouse of the A.V. Grouse Band. We spoke via Zoom on Wednesday, January 13th. For more information, go to avgrouseband.com, that's where you can get their debut album, The Devil May Care, which topped off at number 10 on the National Billboard Blues Chart, as well as their EP, Road to Memphis, which was released in 2018. The A.V. Grouse Band is Chris Avi, Jenny Grouse, Brian West, and Randy Leesman, and often with Nick Vasquez on keyboards. The Iowa Business Report. Radio program and podcast is presented by the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa online at cbgi.uni.edu. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles.